Hey, welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bakovin, Chad Planbeck, and Steph Romanski. I miss those. They're kind of rebooting the ethnic festival. We went down and I I had a Tijuana taco, which really sounds like a euphemism. If anything (laughs) has ever sounded like a euphemism, it's a Tijuana taco, but it's it's a corn taco uh, with beef in it that's deep fried. Like, so the inner shell is deep fried and the outer shell isn't. And you can take like the outer shell and the inner shell and dump like uh, pico de gallo or salsa or whatever in between the shells and eat it. It's freaking great. That sounds fantastic. And like the cheese is the base layer. And then they put the meat on it. And the cheese, of course, since it got deep fried, is all melty. Oh, it was so good. Having been to Tijuana, I do not recommend going to the Tijuana Wankies. (laughs) That is one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had in my life. I think we've talked about it before on this very same podcast. But My mom took me to Tijuana when I was like four. Okay. All I I remember is I was desperately wanting a pair of castanets. (laughs) Like desperately, right, and my mom right. wouldn't. She would not buy them for me. And I, all the Tijuana taxis all over the place. Those poor donkeys. Oh. And um, and then also I remember, like coming back or no, oh, it was later at the airport where we got pulled aside because their sniffer found something on one of my bags and they thought I was smuggling drugs. <laughs> it was nothing. It was because we had we got me as like I was with my mom. We got taken to the side room and like we had to sit and stew for I don't know how long. And then finally, somebody came in and said, "There's been a terrible mistake. You're free to go." You've <laughs> <laughs> been God. sweating. Going, oh, oh shit. shit! It's like, oh, am I am I going to jail? It's like I've seen Midnight Express. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go to Tijuana jail. I don't want to go to Tijuana jail. Luckily, this was not in Tijuana. Be perfectly clear. Oh, this was like at the San Diego airport when we were trying to leave. Yeah, oh, okay. so, sorry, I should have been a little more clear there. But yeah, so, oh God, Tijuana jail. Oh Jesus. So it was the Tijuana Max Wax Museum. The idea was if you can guess what this is supposed to be, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah. There were signs and it's like, that doesn't look anything like Eddie Murphy. Basically it was the same mannequin head on everything. Uh, and <laughs> well what was the what was the did you um did you see oh, what's the title of it? Uh the staggering weight of genius the nicholas cage meta no movie. but that's coming to carney next week and i'm gonna go see it then yeah i uh, i got i bought the dvd okay but they have a so i haven't seen it yet either because they haven't released dvd but there's a, a preview where they show nick nick cage walking around in pedro pascal's uh nick cage shrine and he sees a wax museum or wax statue that kind of looks like him but really really doesn't and says that's hideous i'll give you 200 grand for it <laughs> like yes and I am here for this. And I so, am here for this. Anyway, yeah, the other thing I remember, like Tijuana, like when they say, like Vegas, they say, like stay on the strip. Uh-huh. They like take you to like the tourist spot, and it's like stay on this block. It's like four blocks. Like stay on this block. Like, okay. So yep, they all have an agreement. That's when when I went to Israel, when just when I got out of college, they said, uh, no, you will be perfectly safe because everybody knows not to shoot the tourists. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh. They'll shoot anybody, but not the tourists. You know, it's like even at the dangerous spots, you know, it's like, and that was one of two times I've been held at gunpoint. So there you go. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. So Wait, you, I, no, 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 you can't leave off of that. No, the, the, the other time we, we went to the Syrian border and got a little too close. And someone pointed a gun at us and told us to go around. So we did and or go away. And we did. And the other one was uh, in Washington, D.C. When I was in the Capitol Rotunda. And like the King of Jordan or something was was coming in the the bottom part, 
And so security all of a sudden went from, okay, everyone's cool to, okay, everyone's really serious and you can't go anywhere. And some guy in our group, some older guy who wasn't with us, this was like when I was in high school, started harumphing. It's like, they can't tell me where to go. Me, 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 me. Oh, Kicked dear. open a door. He wasn't supposed to kick open to leave. In the and, White House? No, in uh, the Capitol Rotunda. Oh, the Capitol Rotunda. And okay. uh, someone with a gun was on the other side who pulled it up and pointed it at him. And of course, I'm like two people behind the guy. And he's like, shut <laughs> this door. And he did. And he in shot. the line of fire. Yeah, he wow. Shot him. Yeah, I remember. Was a good time. Yeah, I remember this is like I guess back in high school too. We were in Washington D.C. with some 4-H thing, and for some reason we were going to the Israeli embassy. (laughs) And holy hell, the security getting in there! Yeah, because like everybody's supposed to have their name tags, and a couple idiots didn't bring theirs. Like they didn't go to they didn't they couldn't go in. Yeah, yeah. They had uh, they had to wait in the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) fun times! Absolutely. All right. Well, welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese, but real life's cult cinema. Cult cinema's real life. I'm Mike. I'm Steph. And what are we talking about? Okay. (laughs) We live in a time of lowest common denominators, my friends. We live in a time in which people don't understand the very basics of what it is they're doing, much less the subtle nuances, the 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 things uh, about art that can open up the mind, that can transcend, that can bring us closer to our shared humanity. We are losing this, ladies and gentlemen. And so today we are going to talk about those art films that are nothing but high-minded, nothing but, uh, or pretentious, I don't know, pretentious bullshit. That's oh, what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, we're, we're... <laughs> So we came up with pretentious art house. So we came up with the idea and we danced around this for a little while, for a long time about the idea of like, what's the most pretentious piece of media you own or what's the most pretentious piece of media you love or, you know, something. And then that of course led to the larger conversation, which I think Chad's going to take us off on, which is what, what the hell does that even mean? Cause it's, it's so subjective. It is. And, you know? and then we're going to make a hard right turn into B-movies later. So right. hold on if this right. isn't your cup of tea. Hold on. We're going right. to make, we're, we're going to come to a screeching halt. But I like yeah. this idea because yeah. there's a lot there. Well, like I said, let's just, let's just go around the room one time. It's like, what do you think pretentious is? Pretentious? Okay. All right. Uh, for me, pretentious is a reaction to art. Okay. okay. So how do I put this? If an That's artist okay. is making art, once they're done with it, once they put it out there, it's no longer theirs. And the perception to that art then becomes like the art itself, right? So I remember going to it. What I'm trying to say is at one point I went to a, an art museum with someone who had an art training, right? And there was a glass box just sitting there. And I said, why is this art? What is this? And she goes, are you annoyed by this? And I said, yeah, kind of. She goes, you don't think it art? it's art? I said, yeah. She goes, well, you just made it art. Congratulations. That is the that is the point is for you to have some sort of reaction, right? I was going to punchline. Is the punchline was just a display case? Or? Yeah, no, it was. Okay. And, and it's like, well, or you could go into the history and know that this guy designed these five pieces of, of uh, glassware that were exactly the same that looked like this. But the fact that you had a reaction to it makes it art. So if my perfectly valid reaction to someone trying to get me to feel something or take something in such a way is so strong and high-minded that i react adversely to me that's pretension does that make sense sure absolutely so like um if you know let's you know even shock stuff it's like that's where my brain went so i'm sorry but like okay so take robert mapleforth it's like i'm gonna take a crucifix and dump it in a uh, in a vial of piss and call it piss christ well screw you you know that's not even funny it's not even well that you're you're getting into like provocateurs too right right. i have absolutely no patience for that stuff right right 
but to me that's pretentious because right. it's like yeah i'm trying to shock you and it's like oh one are shocking it's like no no not <laughs> you're really not and, uh, yeah. and beyond that you didn't have very much talent in order to do that sure. you know, i can pee in a jar and put a crucifix on it okay you know so, anyway so absolutely that's, that's kind of where my brain is. okay staff what do you what do you got well i think it's you know being uh, something is more important than it actually is Ooh, sure, good absolutely. definition. you know yep, yep. it's it's there's snobbery involved and yep um, I don't know. No, it's like liking something because everybody else does that kind of thing. Yeah, there's kind of a trap there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I like that idea of yeah. just just someone. Tra- yeah. Yeah. yeah like and that. and to me, it's just like it's something that is so full of itself that it drowns. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's 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 my that's my thinking. Now, <clears throat> according to Webster's dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Staff is right on the nose. Uh, attempt to impress by affecting greater importance, talents, culture, etc., etc., than is actually possessed. Huh. And I guess the 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 math then is that the amount of possession is in the eye of the person watching the art, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, think about that. Because in someone's eyes, every bad sci-fi horror movie that I own mm-hmm. is pretentious because they think it's garbage. And it's like, because mm-hmm. you're assessing more importance to it than is actually there. And I agree. It's like, these are bad, but I love them. Yes. Does that make me pretentious? Apparently. <laughs> you know, it's, can, that, it's that kind of thing. So, I can yeah. live with being pretentious right. on that front. Though. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. And because uh, I had an old friend who used to get mad at me because if I didn't like something, it was like my de facto answer to everything. Ah, it's pretentious. Ah, okay. You know, and it's like, because, and he's like, and if I says, what does that even mean? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't like it, you know? And so, but yeah, no, I, I agree. And, uh, but I love the, the Webster's definition is basically you win the argument <laughs> because even though you couldn't necessarily define it, you're just like, ah, this thinks it's more important than I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's the thing that makes yeah. it pretentious, which yeah. is fantastic. So uh, yeah. And again, I think the trap lies in when you sort of get swept up with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And when the crowd thinks this is something is the greatest thing to slice bread, so you get it, and it's like, well, why do I have this? Hmm. You know, and so. Do you have an example of something like that? Um, let me see. Yeah. Well, not to pick on them again. Sure. Talk, do about, it. talk about Quentin Tarantino's. Okay, that's fine. You know, and uh, and to me, it's like his earlier stuff. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's like I can't get past the pastiche thing, mm-hmm. you know, and other people. And it's like if you and if you try to say, you know, try to critique certain forms of art, you will get your head handed to you in some yeah. circles. Yeah. And so you said you just got to be a little careful with that, you know. But again, I I like the guy. I like as a curator of film. He's great. He's led me to so many titles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love listening to that guy talk about movies. And, and and in his later stuff, like in Glorious Bastards, was great. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like one of the fan, greatest yes. movies I've seen in the last That's a very good movie. ten years. You know, so it's. But again, it's it's all subjective. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, it's like you know, one guy's gold is someone else's pretentious piece of shit. So you know, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so. I was trying to think of what, like, what the. Uh, what the most pretentious, what the most easily identifiable pretentious thing I own is. Okay. okay. And I landed on the Koyona Scotty trilogy. Are, are you familiar with these? Yeah. Okay. No. If you're familiar with the Koyona Scotty trilogy, basically what they are, are 
three George Lucas produced them, which is crazy to me. Um, but, I can believe it though. Yeah, uh, but they're basically three ninety-minute-long tone poems, uh, scored by minimalist composer Philip Glass, right. uh, which are just shots of nature and shots of industry and shots of cities. Why? Yep, all Why? kind of. Yep. Why? Yep. All kind of Sorry. mashed together in this giant thing that basically says, "Hey, look, we're fucking up the planet." It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay." <laughs> and you know, it, it, you don't need 90 minutes to say that probably, yeah. but at the same time, you kind of get into this weird little trance and you watch them and they're, you know, I haven't watched them in years, but I they've always been up on my on my shelf and I I enjoy them and I actually found the vinyl of the first one and have it in my record sure. collection, you know? I mean, it, it's it's just something that I see a little bit of value to, but I could see 90% of people just Hate right, it, you know. And I see because see, I don't find those films pretentious at all. It's like I just think they're trying to say something. I think they said it rather skillfully, and yeah. But again, I can see someone else looking at that like, "What a piece yeah, of shit!" Yeah. Well, and I, I'm sorry to, to keep to keep like, talking. Very subtle. I, I I ran into this the other day. Uh, we went and saw Everything Everywhere All at Once at the Grand. Yeah. Uh, probably 45 people when it started, 35 when it ended. People walked out. Okay. People were so affronted by what was going on or saw no value was in... Was it the hot dog fingers? I don't know. In what I thought was probably maybe one of the best movies I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, it, it was... It's not even something that is my favorite. I'm not like super anxious to go back and watch it, but just like the scope and the ideas involved and the fact that they kind of pulled it off was yeah. sort of. I guess there's a lot of butt stuff too. A lot of butt stuff, but it's like <laughs> the, the whole and and again, this is me giving value to something yeah. where other people don't see value. But like the whole point of the movie is that life is big and sometimes it's dumb and sometimes it's messy yeah. and sometimes you know it it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. or you know. And and all those sorts but, of things and that's like one of the really complex ideas they're trying to pull off and people were super affronted by it and left well think out. about it because like um, people are shitting themselves over that movie myself included oh it's it's because yeah. i loved it and so people read it online say oh this must be pretty good but then you get there and it's like completely counterintuitive to your sensibilities and it's yeah. like of course you're probably going to walk out on yeah that because yeah. it's just not the thing it's like was uh uh the famous composer who Stravinsky? Okay. The first time he did, they played *Rite of Spring*. There was a riot <laughs> because people weren't ready for it. You know, just that. I don't know what it was different about it. I don't know because again, we it's like this is ancient history. Yeah, but apparently, it's like it struck a chord with somebody, and it was rejected wholesale. Violence, you know, with met with violence, and so I don't I know. know it's man. weird art that gets violence as a reaction. That's mm -hmm. some pretty potent art. Right yeah, there. right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, I yeah, and it it really bummed me out that people walked out of that movie, or just the idea that maybe you you see it through to kind of see if the art is actually going somewhere. Oh, you know, I mean, just and to me, it's like at the at the end of that film, it's like the wheels were kind of coming off. Oh yeah, totally. But it recovered so well and mm -hmm. landed it so wonderfully. Yep. Yep. And so, and like, I think the wheels coming off were part of the movie. I well, don't want to get I'm stuck sure. on no, this all the I, time. No, no, I, and you're probably right. So, wow. yeah, yeah. And you know, that being said, I think nostalgia is kind of the uh, the anti pretentiousness. Oh, oh boy. Well, so nostalgic is like it's an opiate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's its own. It's its own yeah. thing where and you're, you're, you're so just... high and you can't look back at something. It's like, boy, this isn't very good. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you go back and it's like, ooh, ooh. And other times you're like, this is awful. I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So. so. 
I don't know. Uh, Jeff? Any other thoughts? <laughs> well, this might be kind of a stretch for pretentiousness. No. Um, <laughs> for me anyway, but these these two movies that I love make me feel pretentious. Ooh, what are they? Um, they're, they're called, um, one's called Jean de Florette, which is a French movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sequel, Manon de Source. Okay. okay. What are they and, about? Um, Jean de Florette is about um, these um, French farmers who systematically destroy the life of a city guy who came out to be a farmer. And they just, they ruin his farm secretly and, and they just do all these things to really ruin this guy's experience. Okay. Because um, he had all these ideals about coming out and being a farmer and growing things and... um. And crushing those into the dirt. Yeah. Right? Okay. And the sequel is about this guy's daughter getting revenge on them. <laughs> I mean, they're really good movies. They're, they're really good movies. But, you know, them being in French and me having them in my collection makes me feel pretentious because they're not mainstream movies. They're not um, That's high box office movies. I you like know. French films. French is for and French films. I <laughs> like French films. We take it, see who plays. It's from the critic. <laughs> oh, because. But do you guys know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. totally. And uh, uh, it's like you play in Criterion Roulette, and it's like um, watching. I watched a film called The Headless Woman. Okay, it's from Argentina. And it's about this gal, this, 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 she's like a dentist and she's like in her fifties and she's driving along on a road on a stormy day and she hits something and whacks her head. So she's kind of in a concussive state, but it's like, she's pretty sure she ran over somebody and killed somebody, a little hmm. kid. And as, and it's one of these, as the movie goes on, it's like, you're not sure when she knew and what she knows and when she knew it. And her family doesn't really believe her. It's like, oh, you're, you're, fine. you know, you're concussed or whatever. It's like, you don't remember properly or whatever. And the evidence is found, like they find the body, it got washed down a canal. And she goes, that's So she sure. did hit somebody. She did hit somebody, but no one will believe her. The evidence is, is comes back contradictory because the evidence says that the kid drowned. So maybe hmm. he wasn't dead and, you know, who knows, but it just kind of started with her and, it, and, and then again, if you start digging into the layers of it, it's like, is it talking about like, is it like nobody will listen to this woman uh -huh. and all the men in her life are saying, no, 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 you know, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. And so, you know, she has no, um, I can't even think of the right words to say or whatever, but she has no control over her own life now at this point. And so no agency. Right. And then, and then it basically ends with like no resolution whatsoever. Okay. And so it's like, well, she just keeps because she's like doing a lot of good in the community with her with her because she like does all these children programs, helping all the little kids with all their teeth and everything. And like then life <laughs> just goes on, you know, and it's like, you know, part of my brain is like, what pretentious art house shit? And it's like, yeah. boy, that was really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so. Well, have you ever had those films that like lay little bombs in your head that go off, you know, two or three weeks later? Right. And yeah, I, I think I know where I want to bring this around, which is the idea that. I'm worried that in an age where you can get whatever you want at any point, that it becomes easier and easier and easier to not challenge yourself artistically. Okay. To not, you know, uh, find something that's going to be 
that's gonna you know that's gonna be one of those bombs that goes off in your head or, right. or, or that sort of thing and that that's that's kind of what i'm worried about sure. um, th- there's a, a critic that i really like there's a movie on netflix right now that i haven't watched yet because it's three hours but i really want to it's called rrr have you heard of this oh yeah that's another thing that everybody's been crapping on right over. right it's a it's a uh kind of super it's like it's like a high budget bollywood thing and it comes from india right and it's got two like imagine if you know Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt had made an interview with a vampire and had talked about being in movies together and were both in their prime and then showed up at the same in the same movie. It's like that sort of thing. And the trailer looks amazing and people are going nuts for it. And I'm happy people are going nuts for it because, but anyway, this critic that I was reading was talking about, you know, it, it's great when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire show up and help Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and they're all Spider-Man, right? Okay. But that's something on a certain level and goes, and Americans are missing out on other cool things their action heroes could be doing like singing and dancing in rrr and i, and I thought that was a really good line it's like well yeah what if iron man all of a sudden did a yeah. giant musical number okay. how freaking awesome I was would like, that this, be? this was actually going to be in my recommendations but i'm going to bring it up okay now. bring it up now because one of the things that i've been watching a lot lately again is I, there's like a youtube wall that's filled with old sneak previews okay with siskel and ebert in oh really it. and it's, I, th- I had just heard that those were off uh, that those were hard to find because the rights were in dispute so. well i they're yeah, there. You can find them. <laughs> They're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And it's one, it's one of those videos where it's like the, the video's inside like a little a little box. In the right, box. right, 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 right. Because they're yep. trying to Try foil to the foil the algorithm so they don't get yep. copyright hits. Yep. And so, but it's just it's just kind of amazing because they're kind of saying the same thing. And the people that are like bitching about you know, it's like all anybody's going to is superhero movies. And back then, you know, it was like when Star Wars came out and yep. all the blockbusters yep. coming out, and it's like you don't see adult films anymore. And like they were warning everybody back then, it's like you gotta keep your horizons open, and you gotta go see a movie that will challenge you. Mm-hmm. And you know, as as an as a good art form, you know, as an art form, it's like do they have a responsibility to do that? Maybe you know, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like they're just trying to make money, mm-hmm. and things have so fundamentally shifted. You know, it's like like going to theater is what it used to be. It's like I went to a, a, a couple movies this last week and the first movie there was two other people in the theater with me and the other one i was by myself hmm. and so it's I, and i i i said just like i love marvel movies yeah me too but i also i miss those mid-range mm-hmm. adult movies talking about adult things that you know aren't hidden snark and it's just like real life situations and everything and again but then some will say that's pretentious. And you were talking about like RRR uh, being three hours long. It's like some people, even if the movie's over two hours, that's pretentious. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... Uh, now let me go watch Stranger Things. That's t- 10 hours. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so, that I'm pissing on Stranger Things. No, I, I know. And it's just, like you said, it's just... Like I said, that's hard to get it, get your brain around on some mm-hmm. things. Because again, it's what like, some people think it is and some people think it isn't. So, uh... I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. And now but, my head hurts. But I like I like challenging myself every now and again. You oh, know absolutely. If, and usually when I'm do it, when I do it, I'm happy I did it. I know. Yeah. I, like, I subscribe to the Criterion Channel, and every time I think I'm going to cancel it because I only watch it three or four times a month, maybe. But like, goddamn, every movie I watch on there is fantastic. Yeah, it's there for a reason, and yeah. I love it. And the thing I like about it, but you don't have to scroll. So like, just pick something to watch because mm-hmm. they're all great. Yeah. And so, and again. You try to expand. It's like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie from Argentina. All right, I'm going to watch this movie from Japan. I'm going to watch, you know, and haven't had a clunker yet. And yeah. and it's yeah. and then, um, 
And to me, it's like, I don't mind when the movie doesn't spoon feed you crap, you mm-hmm. know, where it kind of try to make you think and come to your own damn conclusion. Yeah. All right. And I, I am going to piss on Stranger Things for just a minute because okay. I got, I got well, it. Yeah. And I was like talking, I was like, uh, we had some people for a wedding come up, like a couple of aunts from Texas who are dyed in the wool conservatives. Sure, sure. And I was around the table with them and, you know, talking about it and like just trying to convince them that opinions are neither right nor wrong. They're just opinions. Man, you dove into that one. I dove huh? into that. And, and How'd it go? It went, I think it went really well. I think I got through a little bit. Cool. Because it's, you know, and, and how, because like, they listen, well, we listened to Rush. We liked Rush because Rush was always right. And it's like, no, because Rush is cherry picking his facts mm-hmm. to fit his narrative. Yeah, narrative. He's building. And some, yeah. and if you hear that over and over and over and over and over again, that's akin to brainwashing, and you gotta be careful about that. So that was basically the gist of my speech. It's like, pull your head out, yeah. think what you're hearing, yeah. and you know, and just and realize it's just an opinion. An yeah. opinion is neither right nor wrong. It's not a fact, and it's just that's just the way it is. Yep. Yep. So anyway. Shit on Stranger no, Things. No, my, my Stranger Things thing was, was uh, I, I got a little, we're, we're three episodes in. Okay. And, uh, Boy, those are long. Those are long episodes. Yeah. And there was. Great a, though. Yeah. And there was probably a five minute sequence where Elle was being bullied. And it was oh, just yeah. basically a sledgehammer. She's being bullied. <laughs> bullied. Look at them laugh. Look at the humiliation. And it just kept going and going and to, to the point where I'm just kind of chuckling under my breath. And Sarah's yeah. like, or my wife's like, what's, what's wrong with you? Why are you laughing at this? I'm like, because it's so heavy handed. Yeah. It can't yeah. possibly be more heavy handed with this if they splash the words I, and blood I, on the screen. This kind of has a little bit of the same experience. I saw Top Gun Maverick last yeah, That's one of the yeah. movies I went and saw. And it's good, but it's so cornball. Oh, God, yeah. yeah and yeah. like there were times it's like I was biting my hand against so I would not <laughs> bark out with laughter yep. at certain scenes that you know exactly what they're going to do. But that's and, okay. But that's exactly, I mean, it is what it is and everything, but it's just like, oh, my God, that's so cheesy. And it's like, oh, don't laugh. You know, and if, I was, <laughs> if I was by myself in the theater, I'd have been howling. Yeah, yeah. But again, that was the one there two other people were in. But yeah, it's just, God, it's funny. Man. That so, is funny. All right. right. Any last thoughts before we take a hard right turn? (laughs) Because I don't even have a try. I'm not even. I know we get we get the blathering on this. And sorry, Steph. Feel free to jump in anytime. (laughs) No, I like your French movies and saying and I like to hear you talk about them. That's great. So, all right. So now we're now we've come to the part of the podcast. Where we're going to try, where Chad yeah. and I both watch something, and we're going to try to convince Chad, or well, Chad going to try to convince Steph to watch again, it. Again, this seems to be a new segment, which I like a lot. <laughs> so, so trying to get Steph to watch popcorn. The 1991, 1990? I think so. Somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, how would you even describe it? So it's a slasher movie set yeah. in a movie theater. It's a ladder. It's like one of the last of the first wave of slasher movies. It's pre-screen. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. but it's just as meta as Scream, if right. not maybe even more so right. at some point. Absolutely, because the whole point is, and this this might even go back to the pretentious or, or conversation a little bit, <laughs> is these uh, these film students are going to make money by showing a uh, a B movie marathon, yeah, an all night some, marathon, yeah. something that I've done, and I can tell you probably does not make a lot of money, <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> well, they didn't have Ray Walston coming in, yeah, yeah, all the neat shit. Yeah, well, Ray Walston showed up for like. Like no reason for yep. for five for minutes five and then left. It's like Doctor Mizinmanismani, yeah, Doctor Mitzelplecker, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the um, 
the plot is of this slasher movie that there is a secret film and right. the film, which is actually in and of itself moderately disturbing. I thought they did a yes. pretty good job a with m- it. movie cult from the late 60s. Yeah, movie sort cult. of Charles Manson kind of thing with movie cameras. Right. And when you watch the movie... The it Possessor. Kind of, yeah, kind of summons or brings back some sort of uh, uh, demonish, or some sort of spirit sort of thing right. that infects people. And then... then uh, uh, Especially are, our lead gal. She sort of has an atavastic reaction to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Because she's sort of been dreaming about the film before mm-hmm. they actually see it. Yep, that's true. Because her mother had something to do with it. At right. Some point. Well, she right. did too. Technically, spoilers! Spoilers, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so all this kind of uh, possessed person goes around slashing people narrative is uh, buttressed by some very lovingly recreated 60s B-movies yep. uh, that are being shown on the screen. And every now and then they'll cut to them for like five minutes. And you're yep. like, this is great! This is the greatest thing. Like, uh... <laughs> Uh, the amazing electrified man in shock scope where yeah, they wire yeah. the seats like they do in the Tingler. Uh, the mosquito, where at certain points, strategic points in the movie, this giant mosquito yeah. prop comes out on wires over the audience. And it's Probusis is very lethal, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, and uh, at this, one the, point, it the skewers stench, a guy. Yeah. Which is aro- an aromarama, where they pump in all these vile odors into the theater, and you can get a visceral experience from that. And so, yeah, and then... You know, not. I guess we don't want to spoil too much because we would like Steph to yeah, watch this watch movie. It, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, someone starts bumping all of our characters off as the show progresses, mm-hmm. and um, and like I said well, we won't spoil it at the end. But I thought the villain was great. Yeah, the villain and, was great. Um, and so, and the motivation almost makes sense when you get <laughs> down to it, and it's not really a cheat. And the whole you talk about meta within meta within meta. Yep. The climax, holy crap, where they're going to recreate the possessor mm-hmm. as the finale for the big show. And and I, the audience doesn't really know what's yes, happening, and right. they're just cheering it on. Right, because yeah, the, yeah. the audience doesn't realize that it's it's real now. And so, so the poor gal's on stage screaming, and it's like, he's going to kill me. And it's like, yay! This is great. And then I said... And then suddenly there's a reggae band. <laughs> yeah, and you were telling me about the, at one point in the middle of their all night B movie horror marathon, a reggae band shows up for yep. like for like ten minutes and plays yep. a couple reggae songs. Well, they sort of serenade everybody and... into the theater, and then at some point during the film, the power goes out because the uh, during bring the, back the reggae band. Yeah, but between when the when the, ele- the amazing electrifying man goes awry and, and he kills the guy running the switches, and the power goes out, and then another guy gets harpooned on the mosquito so that's how he goes and so, yeah so like all the deaths are film specific yeah which i think is hysterical mm. and so and yeah and yeah the production history on this thing is kind of nuts um yeah get into that a little bit that okay was uh it was originally it was a concept by alan ormsby now alan ormsby is the guy who did children shouldn't play with dead things okay the bob clark classic right and he did the makeup effects on deranged he like gave tom savini his first job really okay and like on death dream and uh, and then when they were like on deranged um him and bob clark sort of had a falling out at some point and so he kind of got kicked out of the editing booth he was a co-director on deranged which is a uh, t- uh, take on Ed Gein, which is really good. You ever see Robert Blossom's great in it? No, I haven't seen it. All right, and so they sort of had a falling out, and they sort of reconciled. And so Alan Ormsby came up with all the ideas for. He basically shot all the old stuff for the old films, and then something happened, and they booted him off the picture. And huh. then so someone else came in and finished it, 
I think it was Mark Harrier Carrier. It's one of the guys from was he was in Porky's. Okay. And um, so of course Bob, another Bob Clark, Bob, movie. another yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. Clark film. And so and then to save money, they shot the film in Jamaica, <laughs> which explains the reggae band the reggae and band. <laughs> the costumes because they're trying to hide the fact that ninety percent of the audience was Jamaicans. <laughs> That's so funny, right? Right. And I remember I reviewed this thing. Uh, 10,000 years ago on my old website and I got an email from the gal who played Nurse Joni. The the blonde? The blonde. She was extraordinarily cool yeah, in yeah. that movie. And she actually survives because she has a right. crush on the killer. That is true. <laughs> Which I thought was neat because usually when that happens he like, he gets mad and he kills her. Yeah, but yeah. now he like, he has a freak out and he leaves. And so I really like that. So like we went back and that's where I learned us like how the whole Jamaica thing and everything. And we kind of had a little bit of an email exchange and they said it was just really cool. And so, but yeah, no, I just, and again, it's, it's sort of the, 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 like I said, pre-screen slasher movies last hurrah. And I think it's great. Yep. I do too. Yeah. We, we just enjoyed it a whole bunch and yep. it was just one of those things. Yeah. Where... That's why like I said, that's one of my favorite films in the nineties, hands down. You kind of always forget about it. And it's like, when it shows up, it's like, oh yeah, popcorn. That's yep. awesome. So it was and chad was convinced you showed it to me like uh, 15 20 years ago. exactly i swear to god one of our one of our bad movie marathons it's like i am positive i showed you guys i'm sure it happened and i went to look for it it's like well i only have this on vhs so it must have been a long time ago. yeah yeah because so, dvd is like started in yeah 98 right 97 yeah. yeah so but yeah so cool huh. what does it sound like to you steph interesting <laughs> lots of murder i like murder and reggae <laughs> <laughs> a guy to the to the uh control panel yeah. and and uh for the electric for the electrified seats yeah and so it's like he's and he he, he almost gets it unplugged uh, that's the best does, part yeah. about it and that's another thing that i liked about this movie you don't want to see any of these guys get killed no they're they, you actually they're there. kind of endearing you know again it's just like this these kind of moronic film class guys you know but it's like eh, i kind of like these people so <laughs> well that's a twist exactly i yeah, thought so the worst one was their professor you know i didn't mind what yeah, tony roberts like yeah. oh, what the hell is tony yeah, roberts yeah. doing this but he gets he gets he doesn't make it no <laughs> <laughs> and that was just fine yep. so yep so. and that one gal Went on to be one of the pitchers in the league of her own. She did, yes. That was because uh, we looked that up, and yep. yeah, that was one of the, one of the things. Because I, I was like, boy, she looks familiar. And so I was like, oh yeah, I get That's it. That's the Georgia Peach. So, yep, it was. So cool. All so, right, yeah, watch popcorn. It's great. <laughs> okay, I think it's currently streaming on Shutter. Yes, it is. Those who have it. Oh. which uh, which is great because we watched Joe Bob on Saturday, and he showed. Uh, oh, what the hell did we watch? Um, yeah, it was Monster Club. No, yeah, Monster. it was it was Monster Club. Yeah, right. the Vincent Price uh, uh, Monster Club, which was okay. Well, that cast it should have been better. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Should have been better. Yep. But he told a joke that I'll, I'll share with everybody that I really enjoyed. It's Wait. like what what does a, a Dutch stripper and Drano have in common? What? They both slowly remove clogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought that wow. was a great that's joke. That's a great joke. That is. <laughs> that was not gonna lie. That's yep, a great yep. joke. And he told it very well. Uh, they slowly remove clogs. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and we, meanwhile, Darcy's in the the lawn chair next to him, just like trying to <laughs> trying to will it to end. And he told two other jokes. You know. 
<laughs> what episode when uh, Sven Gulli was there and they're winging chickens at him? That was that was great. That was great. So cool. All right. Well, we are going to come back after the guitar noise with some uh, uh, recommendations. Hopefully, aren't too pretentious or full of murder. Full of themselves. Full Uh-oh. of themselves, <laughs> and we'll go from there. So st- stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. recommendation is chock a block full of murder <laughs> awesome yeah <laughs> all right we're back and we're going to uh do some recommendations things we've been reading watching paying attention to the past little bit anybody have a particularly good one they want to go with i'll start okay okay uh in honor of the passing of ray Liotta. yes at the time of this recording who recently passed this last week uh i want to recommend a movie that i only saw recently that is kind of terrible, but he is fantastic in it, and it's called Turbulence. Yeah, have, that, you, have you seen uh, yes, that? Yes, it's it's uh, on the plane. Uh, uh, it's like and the and the stewardess is oh god, what's her name? Lauren Holly. Yep. And this if was she was early... half as yeah, and and if she was half as good as Leota is in it, this movie it's like why aren't people talking about this movie? Yeah, it's a mid nineties thriller where he's right. kind of a serial killer. That it's like a it's like yeah. a mid air jailbreak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all the pilots are dead, so the stewardess has to land the plane, avoid the serial killer, and save Christmas. Yep. Okay. If you and, would have had a Sandy yeah. Bullock or a yeah. uh, uh, Uma Thurman in that role, I mean, it would it, have been a gr- yeah, it's much not, better. It's movie. not like Horror Lauren Holly is, is bad. She's good at it. It's just as written. It's like, boy, this is dumb, but it's gloriously dumb, and I love it. Yeah. And, and Ray Liotta just leans into it, and mm-hmm. he is having a goddamn ball. <laughs> and so, like I said, if you watch it, latch onto him, and you're going to have a great time with that film. I've seen Turbulence. Yeah, right, that, I remember right, that fondly. Right. Um, okay, and then also, like, watch these little sneak previews led me to a movie that I had never heard of, and I watched it. It's called High Risk. This is from 1981, and it's sort of a heist movie where these four out-of-work auto workers sort of pull their money and kind of do the soldier and fortune thing down in Columbia, and they're going to rob a, a drug czar. Okay. Uh, the cast is great. It's like James Brolin, Cleavon Little, and uh, uh, Bruce Davison is is among nice. the guys, and James Coburn's the drugs are. Ernie Borgnine sells him the guns, and, and and playing way against type, considering the time and what she was doing. Lindsay Wagner is already there in jail for like pot possession, the Bionic Woman. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty great. And it's hysterical. It's it's funny, and it's there's a, like this is infused action, infused comedy. And it's great, and it has one of like the greatest ah shit endings since the taking of Pelham one two three. Loved it, and it's like, and again, this whole year, it's like, all right, I'll go watch. Can can I ask, was it yeah. like meant to be kind of a comedy or just kind of a rip roaring fun time? Both. Or, okay, Both. cool. It's, it was, I, I'd say rip roaring adventure first. That's very funny because the plot is exactly similar to a movie I saw on Netflix. It was a Netflix original, not that long ago, that had like Ben Affleck and Charlie Hunnam and a few other people in it, and I forget okay. what it was called. It was like 
and yeah. be like 13 down or something. Well, yeah, because like a lot of these are based like on old like um, um, uh, like uh, John D. McDonald books where I said these 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 idiots think they're going to go down. I was like those idiots who thought they were going to have a coup. Right. And so, yeah, and all these pot belly guys with their machine guns go down there and they all wind up in jail. And it's like, well, of course they're going to. Yeah. yeah. It was just funny about this movie. It's like the heist goes off relatively without a hitch, but then like the escape just goes awry. And oh, also one of the best parts is Anthony Quinn is like this hypochondriac Mexican <laughs> bandit general so, who's always yeah. after. And it's fantastic. And so also it was really funny because like when the credits came up, it's like directed by Stuart Rappin and like going, why does that name sound familiar? And so like watched the movie got done, I looked him up and it's like, oh Jesus, like that's the guy who did Ice Pirates, Mac ah, and Me, no. and Tammy and the T-Rex. It's the same no. guy. But don't let that scare you off because this movie is really good. Oh, what's it called again? <coughs> High Risk. High Risk. Come out in 1981. Okay, and then um, also I started watching a show, um, I think it was on Netflix, it's called Manifest. And I'm kind of hooked, but I'm also kind of burning out already about halfway through the first season. But, um, the general premise is it's a flight from Jamaica to New York. The flight, mid-flight, on board, like there's this horrible turbulence. And they land, but there's some kind of weird thing going where we're going to divert you to this, this secluded airport. And long and the short of it, the plane disappeared for five years. Hmm. Okay. And then comes back. And it comes back. So it's kind of like the blip. In India okay, yeah, yeah. so so basically so they're coming back so they're trying to integrate back into their lives of course some families have moved on others haven't but then it gets like a little preternatural where it's kind of like quantum leap now they have to set things certain things right and they're getting clues from something somewhere and then of course there's some vast government cons- or corporate conspiracy okay. where some of the passengers have disappeared it's like where did they go yeah and there's weird experiment shit going on but it's like it's one of these things that's like we're halfway through the first season. You can kind of feel the wheels starting to spin. Mm. And so I was like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this or not. But the premise is great. The execution is pretty good. The actors are good. and But again, it's just like, I don't know if there's enough there to sustain this. And it, and it goes on for like three seasons. What's it like, called? Uh, manifest. Manifest. A kind of like plain manifest yeah, and yeah. then manifest destiny. Because uh, like they're fucking with their destinies or whatever. So, so those are my wrecks. A cautious wreck on that last one, but we'll yeah. see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Cool. Can I go next, Steph? Of course. Okay. So I've got uh, two. One of them is, and and I would just be remiss if I didn't do it. it was the Bob's Burgers movie, man. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I got to say it by myself, but it was oh, great. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, um, it, it's, it's a long episode of the show. That's exactly what it is. They don't try to do anything super special. Yeah. I almost mm-hmm. wish they'd kind of lean into the musical a little harder. Yeah, me too. They're being a musical a mm-hmm. harder. I mean, the, the the little dance numbers are hysterical. Yep. And and I have a question. Was that Bill Hader? No, I don't it think wasn't. it was. It was supposed that Mickey is supposed yeah. to be Bill Hader, right. but it was not Bill Hader. He couldn't uh, couldn't get it done with somebody matter. else. But uh, someone doing a pretty decent Bill exactly. Hader like, impression. Just, like, yeah, doesn't is that? That's, that's not that's okay. Crazy. Anyway, but it also had just a. a moment it had a couple moments in there that were like legit pg-13 scary yep. which i thought was fun you know in the middle of that uh at <laughs> yeah, one point, that's what they, they get buried alive like holy crap. yeah they get very but at one point like the villain is running he's kind of drawn as as kind of a long-limbed gentleman and he's running through a through a uh two or through a uh what do you call it like a uh drain or a pipe like a oh, yeah, like a yeah. spider yeah. and my i thought my oldest daughter was going to die laughing she thought that was <laughs> 
funniest thing she'd ever seen in her life, and that was that was great. I and, think the uh, hardest laughs were the chase scene. They went through the carousel horses, and, and Tina was just like having a total meltdown. Yep, yep, that was that was, that was very good. And uh, if you'd like the show, you're gonna love the movie. Yeah, if you I, like the show, you're gonna love the movie. Um, we, more Jean, but always more Jean. Always more Jean, and more Teddy. Uh, also, since I'm uh, uh, you know a forty something dad, I wore a Bob's Burgers shirt that says "I love you, but you're all terrible." That I have, <laughs> and went to before we went and saw the movie, went to the Lincoln Children's Zoo uh, with my little nephew. Right, and so we're hanging mm-hmm. out. He's two years old. And he's having a blast at the zoo, and I see another dad looking about like me in a Bob's Burgers shirt, and I look at him, and I swear to God, I gave him finger guns, and he <laughs> smiled and went away. It's like yes. Because I am peak Midwestern dad, god damn it. That's what happened. Oh, boy. Anyway. Oh, boy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're doing it. Anyway. <laughs> so, that, that, was, uh, that was one. <laughs> and aside from Joe Bob's jokes, the, the other bit is, um, I'm going to wade into slightly dangerous water here, but uh, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi's pretty good. You watching it? I am. And uh, uh, it's just nice to see McGregor back. I like that they're sticking to the fact that he's uh, not doing his thing. He's broken. He's not uh, yeah. out of touch with the yeah. force. And yeah. and that's brave storytelling for a fan for the worst right. fan base in all of pop culture. I don't think this is a spoiler, but like when it first started, and they're in the temple with the little children in their in their in their <laughs> yeah. force helmets. Yeah, I almost shut it off and ran away. Like, oh God, there's gonna be more <laughs> prequel bullshit. And it's like, uh, it, how did you say it about Dave Filoni? Because we, talk, it, it, we talked I about wish this. I loved anything as much as Dave Filoni loves trying to convince people that the prequels were good, <laughs> because they're not. I ding, saw ding, those. Ding, 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 I ding. saw those movies. They were bad. They, they were, were all good. bad. They, they had elements that I like, but those elements, you know, do not make a good movie overall, structurally and yeah. dialogue, and uh, they and were just bad movies. I guess I understand why they're kind of leaning into like just basically focusing on making films about that because the majority of people didn't like them. So they can do yeah. whatever the hell they, they can want. do whatever the, it's and, an open and, playground. Yeah. And if you start messing with the, the, the first three or the only three, yeah, whatever, yeah, you, know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? You know, people, people lose their crap. It's like, I love the solo movie. I really did. I, it, and I, w- I, I think wish, it just, I think it deserves a sequel. Yeah, I really do. I wish they'd let, uh, the two guys doing it finish it up but Ooh, you know yeah, yeah it's another thing kathleen kennedy yeah, and it's like yeah. if you knew what the hell you were doing half the time you know maybe you wouldn't have a disaster like that yeah you, know, but... you fire your when you're 90 percent done you fire your directors and then yep. you know you have this franchise and you let three different people do it and it's like well gee golly gosh and cheese and crackers i wonder yep. why this is terrible yep but the the thing i like about it most and uh, first and foremost aside from you mcgregor who's yep. nice to see back is uh, they're making Darth Vader scary again. Yeah. And it's great. And I'm very happy well, that they're doing that. It's kind of funny, too, because uh, that, that little girl playing Leia, it's like, part of me She's loves her, us. and part yeah. of me wants to punt her across the room. <laughs> and, and Not really, no, but uh, metaphorically, how's that? And uh, Nebraska man kicks truck. Right, right, right. <laughs> and now and I know like, like there's a whole shit show going on I now know, because the, of the... Star Wars is the worst fan base in pop culture. Oh, God, yes. And no that makes way me around sad. it. No way around it. That makes me sad. And again, it's one of these things that's like, I think the actress is fine, but as that, as written, that character is not very good. Mm, Yeah. And, but then again, you're getting into a minefield Mm -hmm. because you can't really talk about that or someone's going to scream racist at you, you know, it's like, ah. And to be fair, 
She dealt with a lot of racism. <laughs> right, she did. Oh my God, she yes. is. And then that, that, and that's sad because again, yeah. we can't have a civil discussion. It's like, right, right, she's right. not the problem. Right, right. It's as that character's written it, and it's like, you know, you're at eleven. Maybe bring it back to a nine. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, the reason I'm recommending it is that I'm just cheering for good Star Wars because I've yeah. seen so much bad of it. Right. Right. The prequel trilogies, that last Rise of Skywalker was just the worst. Yes. It was probably the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's in, that's in just existence. like trying to salvage something because, you know, um, again, because it's like three different people and it was going to be like originally it was supposed to be a completely different person doing yeah. the third one. Yeah. And it's like, this is going to be a complete crash show. And it's like, it's like getting back to Kelly Tran too. It's like, She's fine. That she character was written awfully. Yes. And so uh, Well, okay. So maybe maybe she's not the problem. Maybe we put a put a damper on that and I'll just retract that and say, go watch Strange New Worlds because it's awesome. I've watched a lot of bad track. I watched two seasons of just three seasons of Discovery and two seasons of Picard, and I've hated all of them. I've hated it all, but I love Star Trek, and so I hate myself and I started watching Strange yeah. New Worlds. I'm like, this is good. I, I, <laughs> I would say Trek fandom is like several steps above Star Wars fandom, but still, there's a lot of bad Star Trek fans too because well, you see a, it on the yeah, internet. Because yeah. anything they do is like it's it's garbage, it's shit. It's like we're the terrible. Well, oh my god, it's it like, is though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Discovery has elements, but it's it's a it's a solid C plus show. Right. Uh, Picard, what the fuck are they doing yeah. oh my god the second season at what the red letter media guys nailed it when when jay did an impression of all the dialogue which is just picard going the moon up there is man's destiny and then he just goes for like 10 minutes just saying nothing but this aspirational pablum and that's what the show is it's nothing it is empty it is vapid and i hate it because i love the character they made q boring god damn it how yeah. did they do that yeah. wow so anyway um well i think too that's like i don't think you can discredit because from the clips i've seen it's like boy that anson mount He's, he's really good. He's so good. He's having fun. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Romain Stamos is, or Rebecca Romain is having fun. They brought on a couple characters, some of whom are good, some of whom not so good yet. But uh, the last episode was called Spock Amok, and Spock accidentally changes brains with his fiance, and it's a hoot. It, it is. <laughs> it is a blast. And then Spock was supposed to be a diplomat yeah. uh, and doing a diplomatic thing, and he has to send his fiance and his body, and yeah. it gets all weird. And it's fun, and it's sci-fi, and it's. <laughs> just i am just loving strange new worlds on thursday it comes uh, out and i watch it every week oh yeah because love like, it. someone love was it. like losing their crap because wasn't one of the episodes like they fought the gorn yes but you then, don't well, see the gorn you okay because like, yeah because technically it's like the gorn was in, in arena that's like supposed to be the first encounter right you know so like the the purists or whatever they, they, like they get a, crap they get around it a little bit right. you gotta squint but they get yeah. around it Anyway, because you don't see the Gorns in the ship, and yeah. it's somebody who is an alien who knows of the Gorn, so okay. it's like the Federation hasn't really hit on the Gorn yet, and then they do a naval battle inside it. They do a Wrath of Khan naval battle inside oh, a type of thing, and it is, it's great, and it's great, and Anson Mount is a stud, and it's all I worth, don't, we it's talk worth about this, watching. I, I'm not subscribing to another <laughs> Freaking service! I'm not gonna do it. Well, can I can I give you one more Paramount plug or Paramount Plus plug? Okay. There's a show on right now that I'm watching called The Offer, which is about the making of The Godfather. All right. And it's fun 
and it's it's going okay except at one point giovanni rabisi is in it and he's playing an actual mobster who was like objecting <laughs> to the making of the godfather and i don't know what he's doing but he is <laughs> off in his own little world so you've got this kind of prestige tv thing going and then they cut to him and he's like hey I'm a mobster. and he's just the worst and it's the best and i i can't take my eyes off that show okay. anyway, that's enough i've talked way too much that's it's fine. <laughs> fine. You're fine. Watch Strange New Worlds. You won't regret it. Okay. Steph, what do you what do you got? <laughs> um, well, you've actually talked about it before, and I can't remember whether you said you actually like kind of gave up on it or not. Um or if you finished it. But I've been watching the boys. Yeah. Um I like the i i like the boys i recognize that there's a lot of great things going with the boys and anthony Starr playing homelander might be the best villain in the past five years here's mm-hmm. my thing on, on 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 things like the boys one of the biggest problems with those it's like it's like two years between seasons on some of these things so it's like on a lot of these things like i'm gonna wait until they're done completely done and then i'll watch it yeah and so because i remember what was it um uh, Lost in Space on Netflix, which right. I loved, but again, there's like five years between between seasons or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, that show, yeah, and so and I I finished it and I loved it, so yep, anyway, I'm... so yeah, it's, I just like wait till it's done. Yep. So anyway, sorry, Steph, I, I'm totally <laughs> off season three of the boys. Totally, I haven't started yet, but I'm gonna. So, but you've seen season one and two. Yes, I've seen one and two. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot, and. There's things that I can't unsee. <laughs> and, and season three amps that up to 11. <laughs> oh, no. Really, there's the first three episodes dropped on Friday. Right. And the only reason I started watching The Boys was because I wanted to see Jensen Ackles' character. Right. Soldier oh, Boy. Sure. Soldier yeah. Boy. And I figured I can't just jump into season three. I need to watch the whole thing. And... I had to practically send my daughter out of the room because I was I didn't want to watch it with her in the room with me <laughs> because there's some shit on this show. So that, which images seared themselves into your brain? <laughs> um, the head popping. Oh the, yeah. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> um. Well, right now it's the stuff that happened in the first, very first episode of season three. <laughs> okay. Just, I don't. I'm not going to get into it. Just, I'm never going to look at a penis or an octopus the same way. <laughs> oh no! Aquaman, the Aquaman analog is doing his thing, isn't he? Because oh, yeah. one of the scenes that got me in season two was when he duetted with his gills, but the gills were voiced by Seth Rogen. No, Patton Oswalt. Really? I thought it was Seth Rogen because he mm-hmm. was the producer. It might have been Patton Oswalt. It was Patton. I oh recognize that voice anywhere. Yeah. That was bad. Uh, anyway, okay, let me jump in real quick. Um, what do you guys like better when they sort of meter episodes out or when they dump it all at once? I like it when they dump it all at once. See, okay. I'm I'm the other way because I, I don't usually binge stuff. Like okay. we watched three episodes of Stranger Things last night for about three and a half hours, and that was like I'd never I hadn't done that in a long time. Yeah. We just had a free night and it's like, okay, how much of this can we knock out? Okay. Because I think, to me, what was perfect is, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the show, but it was really good. And I can't wait for the second season, which, again, will probably be three years before that comes around. 
is the the Amazon show with Josh Brolin in the hole in the oh, middle right, of the right. uh, open open range open range something yeah. like that. Yeah. But it was really good, and they did it two episodes at a time weekly. Mm. It's like that's, that's how they need bad. to do it. That's not because you mm. kind of get you kind of get your fix, and then you can kind of wait, and things can kind of sink in, and you can kind of think about stuff. And because to me, it's like when I binge, it just like goes in one ear and out because I'm getting old, one ear out the other, and I couldn't tell you what happened. You know, mm-hmm. and so that 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 worries me a little bit sometimes. I probably should talk to my doctor about that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I think, I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the metered out camp. I yeah. think. Oh, I like to binge. Home. I'm a binger. Okay, cool. And but then too, it's like I just said, it's like on a lot of these shows, it's like, but I bring in one watch of all four or five seasons at once. But it's like, yeah, I, some of this stuff's like I'm gonna wait till they're done and then I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but this one is a lot to take in if you binge it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot, and, and you know, I can do gory, and I can do, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I right mean. Right. I can do gory, but right, this is right. beyond gory to me. It's next level, yeah. It's, it's pretty next level. level. There's like gratuitous gore, and then there's like gore that really drives something home, and um. Yeah, and yeah, there's gratuitous gore in this. Yeah, that's not to but say I don't like it, but I because I, yeah. I do like it. I like the storyline, and I like the I like the the fact that the superheroes are dicks. And yeah, um, I know people have asked me. I'm sorry, Seth. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, I just I went into it thinking that um, Carl Urban's character was a baddie because he gets kind of portrayed that way in the trailers and all that stuff to me He's just, a good guy, right? just yeah yeah <laughs> so it was surprised to see that he's actually on the side of the right yeah you know? Yeah. Um, i know people ask me all the time it's like do you watch that show do you like that show it's like i've never seen it because i know what it is and it's like that's not what i kind of watch that stuff for yeah so i don't know if i'll ever watch the boys i'm sure it's great but it's like eh, it's, my it, thing. it's got probably the the villain that i hate the most in the past five years okay i've it, just uh, anthony Starr's homelander is just so yeah. bad yeah. like it, you know so imagine a guy in a superman suit um uh, uh smirking as a plane full of children crashes yeah. that he was on earlier while they're pulling at his cape saying save me save me and yeah. he goes no and flies away and then yeah. they crash it it's like yeah it's like that's that's that dude yeah. that's it and who needs that yeah 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 you're, yeah. you're not you know it, yeah, it's all sensibility. No, so. I, I said no, I don't. But yes, it, so season three, watch watch out for uh, content warning from Steph. Yeah. Big content warning. <laughs> cool. All right. Anything else? Or... Yeah, yeah. No, that's it for me. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for uh, for this podcast. Was we I will... being pretentious there? Oh, totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I find value in that show. <laughs> Well, it definitely, definitely rocked my sensibilities. So. <laughs> Man's destiny is the stars. <laughs> the stars are where we belong. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks where we'll try to talk stuff into watching something else. And we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll go from there. Thanks for listening. Woo. been listening to the atomic weight of cheese where cult cinema is real life and real life is frequently cult cinema 
You can visit our website at theatomicweightofcheese.com, follow us on Twitter at A-W-O-C podcast, see us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atomicweightofcheese, or shoot us an email at atomicweightofcheese at gmail.com. We love your feedback.